guys it's me megan uh welcome back to no thank you next so we're just gonna jump right back into amy's story um thank you guys so much for waiting another week it was just um a very long episode and to edit was just took a little bit of time so um thank you so much for being so patient and i think you're really gonna enjoy the end of the story trigger warning to anyone that has been in a relationship that involved domestic violence uh, she does go into some detail of the um, events that happened in her relationship but I will say that hearing her tell the stories um, just really made me just appreciate her giving us this time to tell this story and I was just really in awe of who she is today and how she made it through such ugh, such terrible terrible circumstances with this man and um, came out the other end even stronger than she was before so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see y'all next week for a new one bye um did the relationship change dramatically after you got married and moved in because I mean moving in with someone is so like different it is it is and it did but it didn't like he expected things of me that are just mm. not my personality and not my wheelhouse and which I now know are ADHD and I did not at that time like um that kind of thing so me not working didn't really last for very long because I get bored so I went and got a part-time job at local craft store oh, and okay. um so I was doing that and then he, he didn't like my hours or um that kind of thing and it was like in the store is like five minutes up the road so I wasn't mm. that much um oh my goodness okay so repressed memory I just remembered something oh <laughs> um like I he didn't want me to go to the grocery store by myself I'm in Iowa mm-hmm. yeah Oh, interesting. Like, ever? No, like, yeah, I'm just remembering. And now I can picture him saying it. Like, I went to the grocery store one day and came home, and he got home from work. And, um, yeah, he said, he's like, well, we need to go, we need to go to grocery. And I was, and I said, no, I said, I just, I already went. And he said, I don't want you to go to the grocery store alone. That's, was this like, was like very I after you got married, like the beginning? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause he was, so he only worked for the first seven months of our marriage. So what? yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. That's a fun story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he, so I went to the grocery store and he told me that he didn't want me to do that because what if something happened to me and what if it wasn't safe? What? You live in Iowa, crying out loud. Do I you said, remember your reaction? I, yeah, I do. I said, so this was, we got married in 02 and two years before I had been living in Switzerland and done my Italy trip by myself yeah yeah I I told I said 
I said, if I can ride the train from Switzerland all the way down to Italy by myself and go through all of these places by myself and not get robbed by gypsies, I think I can make it to the grocery store 10 minutes away in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like my answer would be For very fuck's sake. I mean, yeah, it's just like. On. Like I'm a functioning fucking adult. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. I wow. 24. I was 24 when we got married. So I was probably 24, 25. I turned what 25 the... right after. So uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so were you able to go to the grocery store for that? Was that an answer that was adequate enough to prove? Um, I don't remember. I know I did. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, good luck. Jesus. Yeah. You're <laughs> good a luck stopping adult. me. Yeah. I mean, but, my car is in my name only. You can't, you can't well, keep me for Wow. Yeah. That's good. So he only, so let's go back to, he only worked for the first seven months. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he has a medical condition. Um, so he has narcolepsy. Oh. And, um, he worked and then we were, we bought a house in Missouri so we could live halfway between the two families, oh, okay. his family and my family. Um, so I quit my job. He quit his job. We had bought a house down there. And then right before like the, we were supposed to close on Friday and move and on Monday, um, the guy who gave us our mortgage was fired and investigated for fraud. And so oh, they pulled God. our mortgage. <clears throat> no. Yeah. They pulled our mortgage and said, sorry. And he had already quit his job and we had already given notice at our condo and everything. So <sighs> I went back to work at the place I was working at, like yeah. at the I was working at the craft store still. And so I went back to work there. They were like, yes, you're back. Come on. <laughs> Do you feel like, like that was kind of. Scheduled tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel like that was kind so, of a blessing in disguise? I do. I do. Um, it didn't seem like it at the time. Yeah, and course. obviously. Um, but I mean, that one thing butterfly wings I mean there's always that one thing that happens that Mm -hmm. can change the entire course of your life you know like Mm -hmm. and there are very specific ones that I can point to this one decision changed the entire course of my life and that's that's one of them that mortgage falling through just it would have been so different yeah. So very different. Because you would have been, I mean, where you were moving, there was no one that you knew, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, because that's what I do. I move to places where I don't know yeah, anybody. Of course. Of because <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, as you're, so he quit his job, so he didn't get another job. No, he's, and that's what he said. He's like, I'm going to start my own business instead. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so he wanted to do auto detailing, but it never, like he would try and try and try, try. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just, 
never worked, I guess. And I don't know, looking back on it now, I don't know what happened, like why it didn't work, but it didn't work ever. So how long were you guys married for? 12 years. Wow. Well, so it took me six and a half years to get my divorce. Oh, so you were physically like together for 12 years. Okay. Okay. And then it took me another six to get the divorce. So, yeah. So were you still in the marriage during those six years or you were separated and he still wouldn't sign the paper type situation? Um, We were separated and I didn't know where he was. Around what point in those 12 years did things begin to get like worse? So I, I think they were always, I think it started bad. Like, I don't think it was ever good, Mm -hmm. but like our, our first anniversary or second anniversary, um, he had a shop for his detailing business that I was paying for. Um, first, I guess, um, I'm back up our first anniversary, he made me a table for a craft room because we were living, um, we were renting a little house that the rent was $200 a month. Um, and he refused to work. And so I was paying for everything. And I was working multiple part-time jobs. Yeah. I was working three part-time jobs and we didn't have health insurance. And so I was paying, um, I was paying for his, all of his meds and stuff too, and paying electricity and paying like all of the bills were on me with part-time jobs making eight bucks an hour. You know, I mean, it's like he made me a table for my craft room for our anniversary present. But even living in that house, like things were not good. We couldn't afford a Christmas tree and um, we were eating ramen and potatoes all the Mm -hmm. time because he would not get a job and he also would not file for disability. So, I mean, I understand that like medical Mm -hmm. conditions uh, people have those and they can't work. I get that. Um, mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But he refused to file for disability because I was doing it and it was fine and he didn't need to. Um, yeah. And when we were, I, I have a very, I have a very vivid memory of um, in the, like in the front of that house, like in the front room of that house, when you first walked in that entryway. I don't know what happened. I don't know what was said. I don't remember any of that. I cannot recall any of that. But I do remember him pushing me on into a wall, like, and me falling up. And it was a brick wall because um, the house used to be an old chicken coop. And like, I remember my back going up against the wall and me sliding down the wall. And then it's like, him standing over me and pointing at me and just yelling. And I remember looking in his eyes and not seeing anything like not like he didn't even look like a 
person. He looked like he had, he was out of body or he had no soul or I don't know, but like his eyes were just, there was nothing there. I could tell that he had no feeling for what he was doing at that time. Like, and I remember another time I was walking through the kitchen and he was behind me and he pushed me and I fell forward onto the floor and caught myself like I and he and that's what he would always say like and he would always say I'm not abusive because I don't leave bruises and I don't hit you I don't hit you so I'm not abusive but what a weird rule I I, I know right but getting shoved down on the ground or pushed up against a wall I mean but he wasn't abusive because he never did that or um he didn't remember it like or Mm -hmm. it was the medication that he was on the medication made him do that kind of stuff and Mm, and, a lot of excuses yeah a lot of excuses and I made them for him too like um it is the medication like and he he was switching between different ones trying to find one that was right for him Mm-hmm. And there was, there was one that when he took it, and I don't remember the name of it now, but there was one that when he took it, he, it, it was like, he was a completely different person and maybe that's medicine and maybe that's just him I, mm-hmm. at, now. I don't know. Um, but it always seemed to do something to him. Like mm-hmm. maybe, and maybe it just brought out the real him. Maybe he was able to hide that when he wasn't on it and the medicine medication helped him take that wall helped quote unquote him take that wall down um so I mean maybe that was it and I at that I said if you ever take that again I will be out the door Mm. I'm not doing this I'm not living with that fear and um his parents said no, he was fine on that medication. It was, there was another one he was on that he wasn't fine on, but that one he was fine on. And I was like, isn't that, I, I remember hearing a story where his dad came into his bedroom when he, like when he was in high school and he was on that medication and flipped on the light and he got mad at his dad and shoved his dad up against the wall and busted out the drywall behind him. Like, oh my God. Um, except I, yeah, so don't, what, huh? But he was fine on that one. <laughs> I don't Jeez. think that's true. Wow. So, so yeah. he had a history of this type of behavior. Yes. Yeah. Got he it. Did. Um, and do you feel like his parents made a lot of excuses for him as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Even when we were separating, like, his parents came um, to help him take his stuff and move back home. And I went and stayed at a hotel for those couple of nights. And um, while they were here and I came by to say goodbye to them and his dad hugged me and said, you get better now. Okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. Um, wow. So it was all, I was wrong and 
not yeah. him. Deflection, deflection, deflection. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Nothing with him. Wow. I yeah, mean, so that makes sense, it, right? That he came from that type of environment, that he yeah. could continue that behavior. Exactly. Yeah. And so like those things would happen and then he would do something like love bombing, which mm. I, that's what I have learned. Another thing that I've learned from TikTok, you mm-hmm. know, so this is like normal. This is what narcissists do. Mm-hmm. Like I was sitting on my sofa crying because we couldn't afford a Christmas tree. And I love, I love Christmas, not, and, and not because of Christmas, but because of the decorating and stuff and yeah I'm an interior designer and I like and I party planner and I like to make things pretty so having a real Christmas tree was something we always had growing up and mm. I and we couldn't afford to go buy a Christmas tree and he like went out and got one out of a ditch somewhere or something and he brought it into the house and or he spray painted it and then brought it into the house and because I was sitting there crying and like, I went to work and I came home and there was this Christmas tree mm-hmm. <laughs> because I wanted a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And so like at the time it was a super sweet gesture mm-hmm. and kind of thing because he did, he found a way to get me what I wanted, but those type of things happened in between the, Yeah. Okay, so the video that I saw on your page was a horrific situation that occurred to you with the car incident. And yes, so about how long, I mean, I mean, you can tell the story of that if you mm-hmm. want it. Um, how, how long into your marriage when that occurred? Um, I have to think about where we were living. Four years. Oh, wow. Five so- years in. Okay, so not like towards the end, like that was something. That no, wow. yeah, um, yeah. So we were on our way to church and or on our way home from church, and we were going up a gravel road. Um, and this this is a story that I. I was absolutely dreading telling this story. Like I knew it was something that needed to be told. Um, But this is one of those memories that I repressed. And um, I had completely and totally forgotten about it. I had written it down. Um, I I guess I got home um, that day or the next day. And I wrote it down, like I wrote the story out and I found it a couple of years ago, but, um, and it was like this flood of emotions that came back. And, um, I always used to say that, like, I, I used to say, um, I never thought that he would hurt me to the point mm-hmm. where like beat me up or um make me go to the hospital but there was not a doubt in my mind that he would kill me never a doubt in my mind that he would kill me he wouldn't beat me up or hurt me or put me in the hospital but he wouldn't one day he was going to snap and kill me and this was this story um this time was one that i felt 
that's exactly how I felt. So there's the time where I was laying on the ground and I, in the entry room and there's this. So anyway, um, we were on our way home from church and, um, I don't remember what he got mad about. He was always mad about something. There was always something like, um, I remember another time where he put, we were on a road trip and he put his muddy shoes on the back seat of the car and the cloth seat and I moved them to the floor and he snapped I didn't even say anything I just took them off of the seat and put them on the floor he hit the roof of the car so hard that he shattered the mirror in the visor like I mean, it could have been something as small as that, or wow. one time he forgot his sunglasses and we were a block away from home and I got yelled at because he didn't have his sunglasses and, um, he like jerked the wheel of the car and, and stuff like that. So like, I don't know what happened to make, I don't know why he was yelling at me. I don't, I have no idea. I don't remember at all. But he told me to stop the car. Um, and so I stopped the car and he reached over, undid my seatbelt, and he got out and went around the car and pulled me out of the car and got in and took off. And so he like left me on a gravel road standing there. And so I started walking home, which wasn't that it wasn't that far to home. He had turned around and came back and I thought he was coming back to get me because he would always fly off like that and then apologize. Mm-hmm. And um he pointed the car at me and sped up. I was like moving off to the side and I was like, oh my goodness, we have to dive into the ditch. You know, what the fuck is he doing? He slammed on the brakes and like so much that the if you've ever slammed on your brakes on a gravel road you know you Mm -hmm. you slide um and gravel goes all over the place and there's a big cloud of dust and everything and so he like slammed on the brakes and the car slid on the gravel and stopped a couple feet in front of me maybe (sighs) maybe a couple feet in front of me he got out of the car and he started yelling at me. And he was like, just get in the fucking car, Amy. I was like, I'm not getting in a car with you. No, that's no, I'm not getting in a car with you. You just tried to hit me with a car. I'm not. What are you going to do? Wrap us around the telephone pole, run us into a wall. And he said, and the only reason I remember this is because it's written in that thing, written in oh. the journal or whatever. He said, I don't know why you're such a fucking bitch all the time. I don't know what he did to convince me, but I got in the car mm. and and went home with him. And I don't I don't remember anything that happened after that. But and this is one of those memories that came back to me. Um probably five years ago, I was taking dance classes and somebody that I was in class with had witnessed a similar situation and had called the police force on someone and stood there 
and made sure that her boyfriend couldn't get to her and beat the hell out of her even more. Like he had, so she's, she got to dance class and she's like, I've just had a rough day. And so she's telling us the story. One of my, another friend of mine who was in that class said she looked at me and my face was just white. Like she could tell that I, something was in my head. And like, I, I had completely forgotten about that until a couple of years ago. Wow. Do you remember what you were thinking? I remember being like, um, that happened to me. Like, yeah. Also, I wish somebody would have been there. Yeah. And that's, I wish somebody would have been there or I wish somebody would have noticed or somebody would have said something or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it or I didn't pay attention to it or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, there were other instances like um, his mom would, every time we would go visit, she would make sure that she had a chocolate cake for chocolate icing for him. Um, and it was always there when we got there. And so one year for his birthday, And we were living in the same place at the time. So it had to be right around that time, give or take a couple of years. So so somewhere in that couple of years time frame, um, I, it was his birthday and I made him a chocolate cake with chocolate icing because that's what his mom always did. Mm -hmm. And um, he walked in the door. I was like, look, I made you a cake. Happy birthday. And he's like, why do you always have to ruin my birthday? I was like, I made you what your mom always makes you. He's like, that's not my favorite kind of cake. If you knew me, you would have gotten my grandmother's recipe for her strawberry cake. And he said, you always ruin my birthday every time. And so like he went out to the little deck that we had at the apartment and he sat out there and he drank a bottle of wine and he came back inside and he looked at me and he said, every year maybe next year you'll get it right and he took the wine bottle and he threw it at me and it hit the wall next to me and took a chunk out of the wall and I felt like like at that time I I was starting to get sick of it I guess Mm -hmm. or maybe gaining some confidence to leave um Mm -hmm. or at least noticing that it wasn't okay like yeah. that behavior is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it took a chunk out of the wall and he would ask me to get a, get stuff so he could fix the drywall, ask me to get spackle or something like that. So he could fix it. And I would, I said, no, yeah. I'll leave it there as a reminder that you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, I had my divorce party in August and my friend was like, what kind of cake do you want? I said, chocolate, (laughs) (laughs) chocolate cake. And if I knew where that, if I knew where he lived, I'd send him a chocolate cake with chocolate icing for his birthday every fucking year. (laughs) Oh my God. That'd be so good. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, so like stuff like that would happen I mean 
so I don't know if it ever got better or worse or if it was just consistent, but Mm -hmm. those incidents were far enough apart that I convinced myself that it was not all the okay or yeah and I I know I spent a lot of time defending him because people would say people would Mm. say something about him not working Mm. and they would say well I would leave him I'd be like he has a medical condition I'm not gonna leave him because he has a medical (sighs) condition yeah so I mean I know I justified that quite a bit but yeah yeah when did you finally just say enough was enough so this is the part like he would tell me all the time that um, I couldn't do better than him, that nobody else would ever want me. Like um, he would tell me that I was selfish and I was a terrible person and wasn't pretty. I wasn't smart. He would tell me all of that kind of stuff all the time. And, and I, and I believed it because when it happened, like, when you're gaslit enough, you start, I mean, you start to believe all of that. And if it's yeah. constant enough, you start to believe all of that. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I was stuck, like, and I didn't, I hadn't told anybody anything at all about any of it. Like I, I had never told anyone. Um, I was working with someone who hyped me up completely all the time he would like he would tell me how amazing I was and how lucky my ex was and so that this it's one of those things that it's hard for me to say because it was another man who convinced me that I deserved better and that I was better than that and um and it took that constant reassurance and like every time he would compliment me. I would say, no, no, like I couldn't take the compliments or anything like that. Or he would tell me I looked good or I was pretty or that I was nice or I was fun or anything like that, anything at all. Um, he would say that and I would say something to downplay the compliment. And one day he said, do you understand that every time you downplay my compliments to you, you're telling me, you're insulting me and telling telling me that I don't have good taste and I don't know what I'm talking about. And he's like, I know you wouldn't insult me like that. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's what definitely, that's what it started. And then there was a night I went out with some friends to the races. I got home. And my ex was waiting for me on the porch Mm -hmm. and, um, I had sent, I had been texting him pictures of me at the races. I had invited him to come and he didn't want to go. He hated doing things and I love doing things. Mm -hmm. And so I had invited him and sending him pictures, letting him know where I was because that was like, he always accused me of cheating on him and everything of course okay whatever um (laughs) whatever and I got home and um he was sitting on the porch waiting for me in the dark and ominous I know and I 
I walked, I opened the door and I walked onto the porch and he said, where were you? And I was like, I sent you pictures. I was at the races. He said, it's really late. And I said, it's nine o'clock. Like (laughs) it was like nine, nine 30, something like that. He said, it's a weeknight. It's a Friday. Like races are on Friday nights. What the fuck? And yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I said, I, I was at the races and then I came straight home. It's a Friday night. It's not late. It's not like two o'clock in the morning or something I feel like, like you're I talking mean, to your dad or something. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how it felt. And he um, stood up. He grabbed me by the arm and um, walked over to the door, opened the door and then walked behind me and then shoved me through the door. And he said, we are not talking about this outside where the neighbors can hear it. And I don't remember the conversation after that, um, but that, that was my breaking point. The next day I went to work and um, I told my boss, um, my manager, who was a friend of mine, like we talked, me and some coworkers, we would go out for drinks or we would go out for dinner or something like that so like he was a he was my boss but he was my friend and and I said um I said this is getting worse I'm ready to tell somebody about it and I just I said I need somebody to know in case something happens I said if I need help I need I need somebody to know and I need somebody I can trust and he said Amy, if you call me or you text me, I will be there, but I will get there after the cops when I call them. He yeah. said, the cops are going to get there first. And I said, well, if you're going to call the cops, then I'm not calling you. Because uh. at that t- like, I was still trying to protect him. Like, uh. it's a victim mentality. Like, I'm, yeah. I still was trying to protect him. And believing, and I still believe that it was part of his medical condition or the medication that he was on or something like that. But at that point, I had decided that, yes, it might be that, but also, why does that mean I have to live wondering if I'm going to die that day? Like, every day when I would drive home, I would wonder if that was going to be the day that I was going to walk in my door and he was going to kill me. So like, so yeah, it, maybe it was his medication and maybe it was his or his condition, his medical condition. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I have to wonder if I'm going to die every day. And so that was kind of the, that was my breaking point. That's when I, that's when I started. I told three people, I think a few weeks, months later, a few weeks later, I went out with some other friends and, um, apparently I had a few drinks too many and (laughs) said something. And another one of our friends, one of my friends looked at me and said, are you safe at home? And I said, Nope, I'm not. And I took another drink and I went and played pool 
and um <laughs> and he kind of remembered like he's he remembered that and um so he would text me every morning and every night and are you okay wow. are you safe are you okay are you safe and so but that was That's really sweet so even like that that photo at the races I took a photo with my friend that night that I sent to him and um it's on my Instagram and it so it comes up in my memories mm-hmm. um and I see that every year and I, and I got out yeah that was that was the that was the night that was the turning point Wow. And I got out just like, and I put up with it for 12 years. So, I mean, you said that he did finally divorce you and sign the papers and all that stuff. Yeah. Finally. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> what did your yes. life look like after? Um. So after, even after we separated that first two weeks, uh, we had gone to counseling and, um, I had, he had asked to go to counseling. I had asked him for a divorce and he said, we need to go to counseling first. So I had asked many, many times for us to go to counseling Yeah, and he, and he refused every time refused to go to counseling. Um, and then I said, so I said, fine, I want a divorce. And, um, that's when he decided he wanted to go to counseling. And I was like, fine, I'll go you find the person because I know what they're going to say. And if I find them, then he's just going to say that it's because it's a person I picked. Yeah. And so they're siding with me and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And so, um, uh, he picked him and, um, it was, he chose a Christian counselor, even though we weren't going to church at the time, mm. um, or anything like that. And, but he wanted a Christian counselor. And so I was like, fine. And, um, we went and she said, you need to separate. She said, I am not going to encourage her to stay if she does not feel safe. So I continued to go after and he kept saying it was all my fault. And, um, he was refusing to go to counseling after that and everything. And so I said to the counselor, I said, you know what? I don't think I need this anymore. Um, cause it was us trying to work it out. she's like, yeah, I don't want him back in your house. So the Christian counselor who doesn't recommend divorce is remem- recommending that we get divorced. And so like, wow, uh, that, that, that says something, but, yeah. um, not long, about four or five months after, um, we separated, uh, he, I went out butterfly wings. Um, mm-hmm. one decision, I went out with a friend of mine for karaoke and, um, it was free bomb with a pitcher night and, um, <laughs> fun. I was on my third pitcher of beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, she showed me a video of a pole dancer and I was like, that doing it. And I, um, apparently still remember my credit card number one, even when I'm drunk. And so (laughs) I signed up for pole dancing classes at a local studio. So And um, turns out I don't have the core arm strength for pole dancing. Um, But they, good Lord, those people are amazing. 
It's insane. It's ridiculous. And I took one poll class. I was like, no. Um, But fortunately, (laughs) this duty that I went to offered uh, burlesque classes as well. Oh, fun. So, um, yeah, I... I went to those, I went to those classes and, um, I was seeing someone else who I found out was also very toxic for me. And so I gained the confidence. Like I didn't have confidence to do burlesque. Burlesque helped me get the confidence that I needed to make those decisions and to be able to say, you're not coming back into my house. You can get out of my life and I'm going to do me. And that's like, and I did burlesque for five years until the studio closed during the pandemic. And like, I'm just, I, I do what's right for me. I am still terrified of commitment. Like the thought of living with a person is no, I, I can't, I like I've, I've been living alone for six years, six, almost seven years now. Yeah. And I don't want to live with somebody else. So I have a lot of security cameras and, and it's stuff like that. Like, I don't know that I'll ever use the words. I love you except my cats again. And mm-hmm. um, like, because to me, that was something that somebody took advantage. Like those are the words that somebody used I told somebody I love them and they just take advantage of me. Like I, every person I've said that to has done that. And so I don't know that I'll ever say that again. Um, I still have trouble having people at my house because it took me so long to feel like I was safe to come home. And, and so I, I don't, invite people over to my house because it's my safe space and I want to keep it that way and I don't tell people where I live I don't give people my address because what if they come over and like I still have all of that anxiety as far as that's concerned Um, I don't even tell people what town I live in I will tell them what county I live in but I won't tell them what town I live in because I tell people I have a bright pink fuchsia door and um, I'm afraid that they'll drive around my town looking for the bright pink fuchsia door because there's only going to be one of them, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, there's those small things, like they feel small, but they're also big at the same time. Like yeah, totally. it's definitely affected me long-term, obviously. And I still have moments like, the the TikTok that I did um of the well there's the Harry Potter toilet seat that's yes. way funnier than <laughs> than the side of the road um, yeah so the side of the road happened video happened one day because um I ran out of gas which I do frequently because oh, no. <laughs> who I am as a person <laughs> got it <laughs> which I, I evidently is like ADHD like forgetting that stuff like 
I, I just forget. I drive by seven gas stations and I just forget to pull in like my, my mind is somewhere else. And so, mm-hmm. um, that video only got recorded because I was stuck on the side of a road for two hours waiting for somebody to bring me gas. And, mm-hmm. um, and so like, I still have those moments of, I have those trigger moments, like getting, being on the side of a gravel road being stuck there was a trigger moment. And I was like, you know what, it's a trigger moment, but I'm going to use it for good, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I need to get my oil changed in my car. And I put that off because what if I take it to a shop that's not good? And, um, he would always yell at me for stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. um, so he would work on our cars and, and stuff. And so what if I take it to the wrong place? And, they try to sell me something and I'm not going to know any different or, um, so I put my own oil in my car, but I go, I have to walk into a parts store to buy oil. And what if I buy the wrong one and I get home and it's the wrong one. Like, I don't know the difference between five W 30, 20, 40, whatever, 10, some of them just say W or I don't know. I don't know. No clue. I don't know. But like those small things, like if I brought home the wrong oil or something like that, I would get yelled at, yelled at. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's still something like I go into the parts store and I'm staring at this wall of oil. And this happened to me a couple months ago and I just got one of each of them and decided that I would like all of the different weights, which I found out they're called weights. And so- Like <laughs> that's what the W is. <laughs> Got it. Wow. So, so I just bought them all so I could um go home and look to see which one I needed, like yeah. do all of this research. But like and then I get out to my car and I just completely broke down and I'm sitting in the O'Reilly's parking lot sobbing for 15 minutes. Like and it's fucking oil. Like, yeah. But in your but relationship, did I, did I spend $40 on oil? Yes. I did. <laughs> did I only use one quart? Yes, I did. But you, I mean, and it's small stuff like that. Like it's absolutely ridiculous, but that is something that should trigger me like that. But it did. And, and there's still, I mean, there's this, tiny little things that happen and you don't think about it until you're in the moment and then you don't know how like how to respond to it so usually I crack inappropriate jokes and um but when I'm by myself I can't crack inappropriate jokes it sucks (laughs) (laughs) totally get that yeah yeah I feel like um They always say that you don't remember what somebody said to you a lot of the time, but you remember how they made you feel. Exactly. And I feel like with the oil, it's just an association with how you felt when like, it's not the oil itself, but it's like what's associated with the oil makes you feel fear and like, Uh you don't want to make a mistake. And even though it's so small, like you remember what's attached to that. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly so, how it is. Yeah. And it's just so 
hard. Like my hope is that eventually you start building like that's a like, yes, that happened a few months ago and it's so triggering, but maybe in a couple of years, you'll think about how you spent $4 on oil and it'll become a funny story. And then you'll build your own memories associated with each trauma (laughs) that you can like, you know, build yourself back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he left a huge mess in my garage. Like, um, I have a three stall garage and, um, the third stall was literally trash. It was just a pile of trash. Hmm. Um, I found a Menards ad from before we moved into this house, like before we moved into this house, this moved, it's an ad from a home improvement store that had to move with us. Like, and it wasn't like crumpled up or anything. It was what it's not like it was used for packing material or something like, um, so I finally just got all of that cleaned up and it was very freeing. And I definitely like, I would be going through stuff in that pile and I would find things and um, something that he told his parents and all of my parents and everything was that I had a drinking problem and um, hmm. me being a somewhat petty bitch at times would say, he would say, you have a drinking problem. No, you have a problem with my drinking. That's very different. And um, <laughs> sounds like two very different thing. Yeah. <laughs> two very different uh, things. <laughs> exactly. But like oh my God. there were, so many beer bottles and stuff pile, like in this pile. And um, I was like, I have a problem, motherfucker. No. And like, this was two months ago that I'm still going through this pile and throwing yeah. things at the wall and, and everything because it's therapeutic. And yeah, all, of course. Yeah. 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 There's a TikTok coming about what I about the garage and everything oh, yay. And when it's when it's all done it'll it'll be a good one. Oh, good but, i can't um, wait to see it yep it's i'm turning it into the garage bar sports oh, bar fun. um because he hated sports and again <sighs> petty bitch um, yes <laughs> but you love so, sports so much that's so good sports. yes that's so yeah. awesome wow yeah that's really really great Oh, I can't wait to see how it turns into. Are you going to put that in the TikTok too? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Good. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. You're going to have your own little place to watch sports. You won't even need to go to COVID hits again, or there's a new strain. You're ready. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like at this point with the vaccination rate, it's when COVID. I know. Finger. I know. Yes. Um, yeah. so besides your new bar, what does the future hold <laughs> for you? Um, so people have years have asked me to write books or something like that. And I've been using TikTok as kind of a, um, outlet to tell mm-hmm. my story. Yeah. And I, 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 I still love to travel, which hasn't TikTok yeah. or I, trips? pandemic doesn't 
let me do and I know um I'm going to football game I'm gonna go go watch my Iowa Hawkeyes play out of state so I'm pretty excited about that and um in Chicago oh nice um yeah um yeah so we had hopes for the big 10 championship and that kind of Mm. um, maybe died yesterday but so I'll go to that if we're in that but um traveling um I'm still I got the house in the divorce um oh okay nice mostly because he didn't work and so um he didn't pay for any of it so yeah um yeah so I had been advised to not make improvements to the house just in case he wanted half of it so Uh, the house was a foreclosure and so it still needed a lot of work and stuff like that and so um in the six years that it took me to get the divorce I was not making improvements on the house and then my divorce was final five days before a massive derecho hit Iowa and a tree fell on my house and windows broke and garage doors broke and all of that kind of stuff so so I didn't have time to do a whole lot of stuff then and so and I'm hyper independent and I, I don't want people at my house and so um I ended up doing a lot of things on my own and I need a new roof, but I have anxiety about having men or anyone really. I, and I, and I'm better about it with women. I will definitely, but I still have to know them and I still have Mm -hmm. to know them for a while before Mm -hmm. I invite them over to my house. But having people come here and work on me and know that I live alone and Mm, yeah, I have quite a bit of anxiety about that. And um, so I end up doing a lot of stuff myself. So um, working on my house and I got a miter saw for Christmas. So now I think I can build furniture. um, (laughs) You think you can or you can't? (laughs) (laughs) I've built a couple of things before. Uh, Okay. I built myself. So ADHD hyperfixation, this is what I do. And Mm -hmm. I, I... I built myself an ironing cart a couple of weeks ago. Pretty damn proud of that. And, Fun. Um, because I also sew now. Um, Ugh, I picked up that <laughs> during the pandemic too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. My, like I, my aunt, I inherited my aunt's sewing machine. And then um, oh. right after that massive storm, we had my grandma passed away in a car accident. And oh. so she had a bunch of fabric and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to make masks out of grandma's fabric and donate them because that's what grandma would like to do. That's a grandma thing is because she would make quilts and stuff for Mm. Haiti and send them to orphanages in Haiti. And I was like, I'm going to do stuff like that. And so then I built myself an ironing cart with my new miter saw. And um, wow. Have you started the masks? Oh yeah. Yep. I, yeah. There's some in my Etsy shop right now oh nice um yeah but right now it's I do a lot of football yeah of course like Maybe my, in the my entire yeah my entire life is on hold during football season so um yeah I'm I I make the jello shots for our tailgates and I'm kind mm-hmm. of a jello shot queen I go over the top with them so um <laughs> that's my week is making jello shots on game weeks and then Oh my goodness. That's so funny. 
Wow. Well, I feel like there's a lot of positive things happening here. There is. Yes, definitely is. I am much better off. And like I said, I, I get messages and stuff from people. Yeah. Um, or people asking me, I know someone who's in your situation, what do I do? And hmm. and my answer is always just be there and let them know that you are there. Like after we separated, I told my mom that I that we were getting a divorce, but I wasn't letting him come back. And I said, and my reason for that is because he was violent with me. And she said, I wondered if that was happening when you were living in this. And she said the name of the town, like it's a tiny little Mm -hmm. town close to me. And I was like, are you kidding me? That was five years ago. And you didn't say anything like my mom and I are not super close right now. Um, And like, that's something that, so when people ask me, what do I do if I know somebody just, let them know that you're there. Yeah. If you hear something, call in a wellness check. Like I, I heard yelling across the street at my neighbor's house months ago. Mm. And I absolutely called a wellness check. I called the sheriff's office and said, I just want somebody to go check on it. I wish that if we had been yelling outside, somebody would have called that because maybe then I would have had the confidence like, oh my goodness, somebody's going to believe me kind of thing. Cause that's yeah. the thing. Don't think anybody's going to believe you Yeah, they um, because, and even after we separated my bonus mom asked my sister-in-law, was he really doing that? Because he seems so nice and we just don't believe it. Like you have to, believe people they I mean they're not making this shit up like um so that's kind of and never on the TikTok I did of the roadside the gravel road one um there were some comments on there I wish you would have gotten out sooner that doesn't help anything like I know that they mean well yeah and they're not trying to be assholes about it but that doesn't actually help anything so the why didn't you get out sooner or you should just leave those Mm. don't help anything but just letting people know that you're there helps um a lot letting them know that you believe them your coworker asked are you safe at home like that's simple of a question that just so so small Mm -hmm. and I'm super grateful for him so I mean and so that I think that's I got out and other people can too and yeah I think that's that's kind of that's my lot right now is yeah making sure people people know yeah yeah that they can too and yeah yeah, I think sorry go ahead no so it's it's like you don't people see the the black and blue and the bruises and everything like that and so if you don't have those you tend to think well, maybe I'm not you know maybe mm-hmm. I'm not abusive and but there's so many different ways he was financially abusive too like he wasn't making any money but mm-hmm. when he needed dental care 
he needed a root canal. We absolutely did it. I needed a root canal. And he said, no, just pull the tooth because we can't afford a root canal. And then like <sighs> he left me at the dentist office and came home and I had my tooth pulled and he made me sit on a park bench for three hours before he came and got me. And like, Ugh. so it's like, I mean, it's stuff like, like yeah. that, like no bruises. There's nothing to see. There's nothing to show, but that doesn't yeah. mean it's not abuse yeah. at all. Yeah. There's so yeah. many other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is. Yeah. And I think with yeah. TikTok too, like seeing other people tell stories just like that. And it's like, uh-huh. It's so eye-opening. So, and it's a lot of people saying like, yeah, like you had said earlier, like light bulb, like, oh, that uh-huh. is abuse. Just simply hearing it from someone else. Exactly. That is abuse. Like, oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just feel like what you're doing is really great for TikTok. And I'm really glad I came across your page. And Me too. I'm so glad we were able to chat. I really hope that you get to travel again, get back to your 20 year old self. I will. I, I am. I mean, it's a little harder with five cats now, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, it's fine. (laughs) You got cat support coming in soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm just so happy that you are in such a good place and you have your sports and you're going to have your bar. Yeah. And I hope you end up on the side of TikTok that everybody's freaking redoing their houses and get some inspo. Because I feel like every piece, I I live in an apartment that I cannot do anything to. And I just Uh like watch those videos and I just dream of everything I can do to a house. Yeah. I, I went to, I went back to school, back to college. Oh, nice. um, after getting kicked out, I went back to college for interior design. And oh, so wow. um, I've been doing that for nine years now. Oh my so. gosh. That's so awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. It's so much that's fun. So- I, I was blogging until the separation. I was blogging the DIY doing my redoing my house and stuff Mm -hmm. separation happened and I haven't done a whole lot maybe I'll get back to that I don't know yeah or even on your ADHD you know that's what I do oh yeah I know especially if you're doing like (laughs) a compilation I would never go back to my drafts there's no chance (laughs) that sucker stays there forever (laughs) I have a draft that's been sitting there since May and because I was like I baked an apple pie for a maize giving because we didn't we couldn't do Thanksgiving. And so oh, we, we we did maize giving instead. And I baked an apple pie and I was like, I'm gonna do a TikTok series. It's called Baking for Bitches Who Don't Like to Bake. And, <laughs> and then I never <laughs> and it's just sitting there. It's in the draft. Aww. And um but I even said, I told somebody I was going to do that. I said, but you know, it's me. So it's probably going to be a series of one. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Also, I hate to bake. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that as well. (laughs) So there's that. Oh my gosh. Well, I I definitely (laughs) think you should start a series on the stuff that you do to your house. Cause I feel like it's going to be great. Yeah. I I'm gonna, 
Okay. I mean, like, actually going to, not like okay. what I normally I'm, say I'm going. I'll check in. I'll check in. <laughs> okay. I'll be like, Good. so what happened to the living room? What happened to this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I need to see other what rooms. Did you, <laughs> <laughs> what did you do, Amy? I, yeah, Amy, I what's up? To, <laughs> I have to rip off the carpet. I was, um, I decided to color my hair on Friday night before the football uh-huh. game because that's what I needed to do. Yeah, and, of course. Um, and overwax my eyebrows. So um, anyway, <sighs> but I spilled some purple hair color on the floor and then the cat found it. And now I have purple paw prints up the hallway in my carpet. So I'm ripping out carpet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's your butterfly effect. You needed to dye <laughs> your hair and the carpet probably needed to come out. So oh, now I you did. Got- yeah. Yeah. I so carpet, yeah. <laughs> It's perfect. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you have the rest of your Sunday night. Thanks I'll again. I'll spread it on my Twitter. Oh, yay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just thought about your, your quote tweet. <laughs> <It was> retweet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fine>. no. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Have a great night. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.